we'll talk to you about this. Uh, so, have you seen that show for all mankind on on Apple TV? Like one of their Apple TV Plus shows? It's pretty cool. It's like it's like uh, they. It, it's as if the space program never stopped like going to the moon. So it's like based in some reality. Except the whole series starts where the Russians beat America to the moon for walking on the moon. And so that is the catalyst. It's like, oh, fuck no. The, it's on. So there was a real moon race. And so it goes into the 80s. Like the second season is like in the 1980s and stuff. But it's pretty interesting. Like sci-fi kind of in a way, I guess. It's like real sci-fi, you know, like oh, feasible. like all that speculative fiction. Yeah. It's like the guys who created Battlestar Galactica, which I yeah. never watched. So yeah. It's kind of cheesy, but it's like really good, you know? Yeah. But it's just got me thinking a lot about like uh, space for like NASA, like just how cool that is, that, that, that that's a thing. And then I started thinking how crazy it is that like it started in Huntsville, Alabama, like just down the road. Like yeah. just, there's a bunch of rocket scientists just to live two and a half hours from me in Alabama. Oh, I told, was telling Toby that I went to the airplane museum here the, in Seattle, took Cosmo and stuff. I've been before, but, you know, you see this from the Wright brothers all the way to Apollo. And yeah. it's like they start by just doing stupidest shit and it turns into kind of a machine. And then for a long time, they're just they're exactly like our tour bus. Uh huh. Everything looks just like that. And then the ones that go to the moon are basically similar to our tour bus, like everything on it. Like I look at it. And I know what the hoses do, and it freaks you know. I know exactly how it works. Is you could just look at them. Oh no! It's more complicated than a lawnmower, <laughs> you know. But not much, you know. You can understand everything on it, and then you think about them doing the math, and they're like adding sums and doing math, yeah. like like physics that it's, you can do from. It's not that hard. I mean, it is, but I mean, they're just they know calculating how to do orbits yeah. and like amount of velocity in a direction. I mean, it's like you can understand everything. It seems very blue collar, very blue collar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think just the fact that they went from whenever the White Wright brothers happened, what was that like 1900? Yeah, uh, it's just over 100 years ago. Yeah. And like within 50 years of that, they were like in space. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. 15, you know, so 60, almost 70 years to walk on the moon from the time they first, first flight, figured out. <laughs> first of all, it's about 100 feet. Yeah. And then in way less than 100 years later, to the moon. Same <laughs> continuous same pursuit and just go i mean um so they still do the space camp at huntsville and wow. i started thinking i was like oh i'm gonna look magnolia i think would really like it yeah <laughs> so you have to be nine years old so she could go maybe next year but it looks really cool but i told cassie i was like hey we should send magnolia to space camp that'd be so cool and she said oh, i don't know camp like it seems unsafe now like kid you know oh, yeah. like who's gonna watch her and i go yeah oh boy nasa yeah, NASA's gonna watch her. She's like, yeah, but who? And I was like, no, NASA. You don't trust NASA to watch our kid? Like, is, is there them? Who? who? Right? Not church camp. I would never send her to church camp ever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I let NASA take care of her for a week. I think. Yeah, I think NASA can handle it. Yeah. She's real skeptical. I don't know. <laughs> you know NASA. Well, I mean, I don't think we have any. It, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think we have any real norms around what it's safe for children to do. Like, it basically is everything's a no. 
<laughs> you know, it's not, there's nothing that is, you, if you ask the and question, then people well, say, and then people say when they grow up, they can't handle anything. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I know. When are they supposed to start handling that? Because basically everything is not okay. Not okay to do. I mean, because think about it, you tr you do it and something could go wrong. So that's why you shouldn't do it. It's, you know, like it's your kid. Yeah, so right. why would you want something to go wrong? So yeah. the answer is no obviously to any question you could ask of what are they allowed to do now go to a camp have a sleepover do anything no walk to school no nothing. this was funny though all the movies in the 80s all fantasized about what if it went wrong right yeah like space there was a movie called space camp do you remember that mm -hmm. yeah and they they sent the kids to space camp and oh shit they, they actually went them. to space or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they actually got on the shuttle and went to space. Or like, or yeah, any camp movies, like heavyweights. Like, it's all like, oh, we let all the kids do the stuff, but when when we do, it goes really, It goes horribly, really horribly wrong, and it's all laughs. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yesterday, I was, gonna, I was talking to Ruby about, because I was thinking about doing this bet. So, uh, DraftKings sent me this thing where uh, – Okay, so this is a long story. I'm changing the subject. Kind of. I'll get back to it. Uh, DraftKings sent me an email that said, hey, uh, we'll give you a bonus bet tonight or whatever. So basically the bet was it was minus 10,000, and it went to plus 100 for Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics to make one three-pointer. All you could bet was $50, but you could double your money. So basically it's almost a guaranteed – I mean – as much as you could guarantee making 50 bucks do it. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then just got home and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to bet 50 bucks tonight to win 50 bucks. And it says almost a guarantee. I said, he's like, you know, definitely top 10 in the NBA. And he averages two or three, three pointers a game. And first thing she said was, uh, well, yeah, what if he knows that people are betting him or whatever and he tanks so that he could win? And I was like, come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? He wouldn't. He wouldn't miss three pointers in a playoff game to, to screw me over. And she said, "Yeah, but well, maybe not." But this is probably the game where he breaks his ankle. I was like, "Shit!" And I was like, "If I bet on this, he is going to break his ankle." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I can't do this. Screw it." And then he had two three pointers in the first quarter. By the first or second quarter, I mean it was, it was just totally fine, right? Yeah. Anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, kids, uh, I was I, I was talking to Ruby about it and explaining to her what the bet was and, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, well, maybe we'll stay up and watch the game tonight. It might be kind of fun. If I, if I bet on this, we'll stay up and watch it. And Jess was like, no, what time's the game? It doesn't start till 7 or 8. Uh-uh, school tomorrow. And Ruby goes, Mom, I don't go to school till noon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not like she's got to get a good night's sleep because school or money don't matter anymore. <laughs> you can go to school or not, or and not. you will graduate. You can have money or not, and you will have money. You can have money or not, and you have <laughs> That's money. That's true. <laughs> That's I mean, true. It's just, it's unbelievable. For, I'm in shock. <laughs> the world I'm living in right now. Is that true I mean, that I, you don't have to go to school anymore? And you'll still graduate. What are they going to yeah, I mean, do? Uh, like, what are they going to do? Think uh, about all these kids now. They're going to be, I mean, think about when they're, uh, Ruby's in fifth grade. What about when she's in ninth grade? She, uh, you don't think they're going to go, well, remember those two years, basically, of they didn't get much school or anything, you know? I mean, it's insane. But are they, they are they, is it? Break. 
is something different now about what they're enforcing about if you miss school or don't participate in school for now, right? Like it doesn't matter if you if you don't well, go, I, they don't do it. I got right, letters. Right? Yeah, I got letters saying that Buddy and Magnolia had missed too much, and I'm they're like, you need to send notes. I talked to some other parents. They're like, yeah, we got a letter that said they'd missed like 25 days. For one, that's not true. It's right. like the the Zoom thing. They're not taking right. attendance right. And right. also nobody is complying at all and nobody cares and nobody at the school is going to try to hold some kid back. I know. This well, year, so just not, fuck but, it. Like, but, but what they usually do. Issues? Yeah, but they <laughs> used to was send people out to your house for stuff like that, you know, like like call you and yes. if you miss a few right. days They're and stuff like trouble. that. Yeah. But they don't have that now. You can't do that right now. I think I mean, they, I they think don't have enough. Do it, but, yeah. I don't know if there's been a major crack in the way that like uh, all I can say is and this year has been great for us school wise, but it is it is it is so much better when school is a minor part of your life and not your whole life like to have it. There's yeah, there's school anyway your life like that's one thing that is good about going these half days or if zoom or not. I think it shows the kids that school is less important and that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean that. I'm not trying to sound stupid. It's just, it's not everything. It's just something. And so that the way it feels right Right. now to me feels appropriate. It has the appropriate amount of influence in my kid's life. Not that much. And you go, she goes, I wish, I mean, I really wish it wouldn't change back for next year. I really wish it wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what you're saying, this is what I've been thinking about. Like, and, and the parallels are kind of crazy to me is school isn't that important. Learning, very important. Yeah, learning well, stuff is more exploring, important. Exploring, challenging yourself, studying, super important. School, the system, no, not very good at that. Is guess all. what else? It's just not very good. And, at and then God, Jesus, very important. Pursuing a, a relationship or an idea of what God is and who you are in the uh, amazing church, not important. Not so Going good at what its stated purpose is. That's all. Right. School and church are the most important possible things because it's about awareness and growing and learning and spirituality and life and everything is supposed to be about it's just not good at it that's all right and that's both okay. lord over you it, without us you can't get to the next place right, <laughs> right. that's what they say i know without us but you're not how could they not how could they not eventually it. become that it's not their fault after the amount of time they've been you know it's just it's just it's just where we are. We've got to move past those things. I mean, I don't I don't have any other. I'm not saying it in a mean way or crazy, but well, yeah. we got to do better than that. We got to do better yeah. in school and church. I mean, it's not funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. We just have to. <laughs> you know, have to. You just we just have to. I mean, you don't. You don't to, I mean, you can say it whatever way you want, but we've got to do much better than this. Yeah, I know. What about that old uh, Michael Gunger podcast? Did you listen to that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, boy. It was so serious at the beginning. Like, it was just, there was no, like, I, I mean, he's talented enough and artistic enough to realize, uh, wait, I'm saying something really serious to me. So I'm not even going to have, like, the music or the editing or the production, yeah. any, no production. This is just raw, real me, Michael Gunger. And then I listened to it, and it was really heavy. And, I mean, it just, it seems pretty clear i mean allegedly is he talking about science mike i mike, don't know i mean are you i mean i don't i don't i mean i was wondering is it about his wife is it like are they having trouble is their marriage on the rocks or anything like like for those that haven't heard it yet it's really compelling is it's, 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 it's really, a great listen i mean it is it, yeah and 
but he's just saying that his he thinks his career might be over and that people he doesn't have any he said he didn't have any hardly have any friends yeah and that somebody <laughs> what did he, he said oh, somebody God. He used the word smear or smear smear yeah, a smear smear He's, he basically the long and short of it is that he's had a really tough year and a half. Everything's been bad and painful and many relationships strained and lost. And he's been a victim of a smear campaign. He feels that's deliberate and, you know, just the, the podcast is tanking. I mean, these are his words, you know, I thought yeah. I just loved it, loved it, loved it because of the, and I don't even know if authenticity is the word because he's a master communicator on his own. So right. smear campaign, Whatever he implies there, says or doesn't say, he's a he's a master communicator of, uh, really. So, um, but it but he uses authenticity like uh, unbelievably well. Like he's not yeah. making anything up. That he's given his point of view in a real way, but it's loaded with implications and I mean it's quite strategic and effective at whatever it is he's trying to convey. How he is. You know, it's not. He just didn't just need some content for the week for his Patreon. That's not what it is. I mean, right, it's a real, right, right. it's a real communication. It's him really making something real out of something real that's going on and playing whatever level of games there are to play socially or career wise. Or entertainment is a game that we play while we're trying. You know, we we layer all these things together, making podcasts and stuff, and right. he even has a song in it and everything. So it's kind of I love that blurriness of the lines when people are being real, but also speaking to an audience or what, I mean, right. that, obviously that's my favorite art form anyway, but it's shocking um, how much he was revealing about like, you know, you almost never see people saying negative stuff about themselves and their stuff like their numbers or the performance in their career. Sometimes comedians and stuff do that. They make fun of their career. Hey, right. what do you know? But almost nobody else does that. And I just love it. I just right. love that. But it's not because I'm glad he's having hard times and all that either but i just you know same I, I again joey's podcast i listen to it i get a real kick out of that i mean it's like it's something crazy i feel like it's personalized entertainment for me like it's made w with such context you know like i'm a part of yeah. the context of the show and, and even gunger and the liturgist and stuff is so close to us and they've had such similar problems and fallout and broken relationships because yeah. of power or money or whatever the things are that screw stuff up. I mean, it's crazy that it's that it is that way. And then to listen to the content on it and it's authentic, it's just kind of true to form for both them and us and everything. So I d I don't know what to say, but I get a kick out of the whole thing. I'm not glad for him to have trouble, but you know, very I rarely do you see that. Seems like Gunger is the way he is at his own peril, right? Mm -hmm. That's the authenticity thing you're talking about. Like it sound, he sounds performative in a way, mm -hmm. but he doesn't necessarily do stuff to make himself look good. So you kind of trust yeah. something about it. I don't know. It, well, he uses that well, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he just started said right away. He said, "I used to have the. I had a retreat, you know, a year ago. Hundred spots sold immediate for him. You know, him being a guru retreat guy." And yeah. now they can't get two two digits of tickets sold for that. I mean, yeah. and that doesn't make you sell more tickets, by the way, when you say <laughs> it, doesn't, right. it doesn't help. <laughs> you have to say, act now, going fast, almost sold out. You can't say, oh, I can barely sell any tickets, so there's plenty if y'all want them. That ain't going to sell any more retreat tickets. <laughs> so you have to admire that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of – I was thinking it was kind of like a confessional or mm -hmm. something like that, and it's about as – he didn't that's what i'm saying the people on twitter and uh talking about it speculated that it's science mike or maybe maybe his wife or something like that i don't know i wonder why 
what's the point of saying all that but not saying the name is it to protect like when when you don't say a name who it is it just leaves everybody to speculate but maybe that's better than just well he probably the name or wanted people to speak. speculate yeah <laughs> i mean what th think of all the stuff you don't say because if there's reasons you are not supposed to say it or agreed not to say it i mean that yeah. stuff happens i mean yeah. he, oh he, that's true yeah, you yeah. know he has agreements you, right you know, with people about things right yeah. <laughs> i imagine <laughs> don't you think <laughs> yeah probably so implications yeah. are you know he who is good with implications does well yeah so <laughs> this is a tough conversation for me to navigate because i mean i don't think there's anybody i hate more on the internet than science fucking mike good lord i'm sorry i, like well, I just i want to be out i want to be out there and free i want to be out and free the, but on the whole internet is he yes. Yes. i think there's a few other people that might be bad no the, on the like the leader of uh hamas or the the, oh, the iranian uh supreme leader like any of those bad guys the the guy who said we need another hitler no science mike above all them yes i feel I, free I, now I, that I, just I mean that. i really really like michael and mike i mean i think they both must be have their issues you know and when i say <laughs> like them I, I mean i love joey you know like i get i these people entertain me the fact whether they're on my good side or bad side or i agree with them or like what they're i mean science mike i think acts kind of crazy but i'm in, quite entertained by it i'm engaged with that and when i talk to him i really like to I like doing that. I like hanging oh. out with him. See, if I talk to him on the phone, I enjoy it. You know, <laughs> I do. And Michael Gunger, I think, is quite brilliant. I mean, I think he's great at what he does. And I like what they do, you know. So they can fight and they can not like each other. And that's all fine. I wish they could just come here and talk like this to me. I would love that. About it. I mean, that's just what, that's yeah. just how I like to do it. I would love it if Michael Gunger would come and hang like this. That's ideal to me. Well, but, we don't have science, Mike, but I do have a surprise for y'all. Joey, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> I do want, I promise you, if that day ever arrives where Joey contacts us and says, hey, why don't we hop on podcast, air it all out, I will, won't tell a soul until the the minute after it is published. <laughs> I don't want it, it, just like, that'll be the biggest shock ever. I just want it to be like just the most shock thing possible which is i mean that's what i'm saying i don't know what time or reality or world i live in because if you would have told me <laughs> if you told me in the year okay let's say let's let's do this right <laughs> if you told me probably in the year tw 2006 that i uh that in the future in 2021 mm -hmm. that i would no longer be able to talk to my best friend joey how about still being and, a rock band for one? Yeah, oh yeah yeah start there so you would, <laughs> already I would not still be in a rock band that's <laughs> yeah. doing as good as it ever did <laughs> but wasn't famous <laughs> not not like we were yeah, i mean yeah. doing as good as we ever did and you know not even like that that much not even like like not not like on the radio or anything. You'll be say, oh, in the same the rock band, and it'll still be the same size. Yeah. No, and if they had told you that, you would have been like, "Oh, I'm, man, I'm going to keep doing this tour bus stuff for another 15 years and playing for 2,000." Wow. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I, I mean, what, imagine me saying, uh, hey, I, I, if somebody would told me that, I'd still been in rock band. I'd be like, oh, man, we must have got signed to a major label. <laughs> no, no label. Yeah. You're, there is no label at all. Uh, and then you, so you tell me I'm still in a band. I don't talk to Joey anymore. Uh, that money is just whatever. In fact, it's so whatever that I and Matt and Devin it, heard, heard from our buddy in Classic Crime, so we started our own currency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we even have our own money in the future that's not U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around all of this. Like, it's just all, that's what I'm saying. So anything could happen. J Joey could come back. Science Mike and, or Gunger or whoever he's talking about. Maybe it's his wife, whatever. Yeah. They they'll be they might be fine next year. Might have a great career ahead. Yeah, I mean you you have some you have some low ups and downs in a career. What's you know, your what else is he gonna do? Go, go work at Trader Joe's, right? I mean <laughs> he might. I don't I don't know, but uh, nothing. That's what I'm saying. Nothing is off the table. What what percentage chance if you had to bet one thousand dollars of your own money next July will be sitting on this podcast shooting the shit with Joey? In a year, no way. I mean I'm not. I would never say never. Um, but, I mean, a year is quite unlikely. <laughs> I don't know. Something could happen. Could. Find out I have cancer or something. Yeah. 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 Let's say maybe Devin died. Oh, Ooh, God, yeah. yeah. That'd I mean, be good. That would probably do it, right? Yeah, yeah, Devin died. Maybe Joey felt compelled to come to his funeral yep. or something. And uh, Man. Wouldn't that be the worst if Devin died? I moved here to Champagne. Mainly <laughs> because you moved. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, what that do I do? Really Tell Megan. Well, we're, well, we're going to move, Megan. <laughs> She's a widow. One of my all-time best friends. Widow. And I leave town as soon as he died. I just, we got to go. You better move now yeah, before that. You got a, a preemptive strike. Yeah. Because if you move now, you can't feel bad. But, oh. Oh man, we had to start babysitting and being there and all that stuff, and Devin will be dead and in heaven. Yeah, good yeah. lord, I didn't even think about that part. That would be the <laughs> worst possible thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That yeah, that might bring Joey back into at least a time where you could see him or talk to him. <laughs> well. Just right before this show, okay. So you know, I've talked about it a bunch. I love the show Naked and Afraid. It's just, and this is why this, this episode we we're watching is so great. It just hits every possible thing you can hit. Okay. Uh, the two contestants, one is a lesbian, like short hair, outdoorsy lesbian. Mm -hmm. uh, her parents kicked her out when she was young, like because she was gay. And so she said she had to live in the woods for like nine months on her own and just try to survive and stuff like that. Cause she was just out there and she didn't want to go to no other family, I guess would take her or whatever. Anyway. The guy is uh, an Asian guy who's just super friendly and nice. The lesbian is kind of aggressive and short. And so he's being super nice. She's being mean and all this stuff. And they can't agree on the shelter and they're freezing cold. And all this stuff. Anyway, the show is awesome. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, if I had to build a shelter right now, if I had to get a fire, if I had a flint and all that stuff, I don't. I mean, how long would it really take me? Like, I don't like they, they couldn't stop. I mean, they worked all day to build their shelter and it did not stop the cold wind at night. They were just freezing. Mm. It got so cold. They gave them like bison pelts because they were going to die because it was like they were having hypothermia and stuff. 
But I was just thinking, I, there is no, I live in a world where I, everything's so given to me. And if it, if a few things, it feels so flimsy. If a few things change, I might have to figure out how to build a shelter or something like that, or run or get out of the, they said some kind of crazy number where cities are going to have like 50% of the population or more in the future. It might already be that way, but like they're, maybe it was 70% cities will have the earth's population and then there'll be some people on the outskirts. Uh-huh. But I mean, even the town I live in is small. I mean, if some if shit hits the fan, I'm thinking of getting out of here. But where do I go and what do I where do I live and keep my family? I mean, I don't we don't know any of those skills. Like no. and, and it's not that far away. It seems like it's so far away, but it's really not. I feel like if a few things happen, I mean, just a few things, lose some electricity, uh power grid somehow went out or a few uh, things. A like cyber that. attack like, on a power grid yeah. or an, an engineered pandemic uh, would do the trick. Because I mean this on small scales, you see how people panic with toilet paper and gasoline. Right. You don't think if uh, a little bit higher higher of stakes, they will fucking kill you immediately. Kill your family. Yeah. I you, mean I everything. Mean, you you figure we'll see Get some kind of attack whether it be an attack from a, a terrorist-type attack on a system or a power grid, something cyber that can really just mess up an infrastructure. It seems like, obviously, possible to larger scales than we've seen so far. So it seems like you'll see that. And then it's just, a, was it from a group or a small, what, what group does it? Or is it, you know, will we have economic or other kind of cold, medium-temperature wars with foreign powers or China or something? I don't know. Are we going to get into conflict with China? I don't want Probably. to. I, I'd like not to. <laughs> I mean, aren't they the reason why Bitcoin and everything crash is crashing? I don't, right nobody now? knows. They, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Well, maybe nobody not. But well, all, all I'm saying is people. <laughs> well, hold on. I follow TikTok pretty closely. <laughs> but they said on TikTok that uh, China outlawed cryptocurrency or something. They're not like letting again. institutions use right. provide crypto services, banking institutions. And so that made it kind of drop, I guess, because they're just as big as us if not bigger right it seems I mean, like the big people the big players are playing a game i i believe this that the big players and entities play games higher level than we are aware yeah. of i mean i don't think that's hard to understand and that's why we have so many things like conspiracy theories or people think voting matters or whatever it is but you know we're trying to affect the big thing but you have to assume the real games that are being played at the highest level you don't know what they are right <laughs> You, there's no way you know what they are like whatever's if there's people capable of doing things at higher levels they can they're able to at least know what the effects of this or that even if it's elon musk or china or whatever so you just you know it could literally be china the empire hurt china. bitcoin or that guy elon and yeah. you know what i'm saying we have i said we have musk watch to there i mean he did affect the bitcoin price in some way like and for what end you don't really know i mean who knows what for what reason all these people do if the chinese government could get us in a long-range plan that then we're really stuck somehow dependent on some technology or thing or money or currency and then we'll all be chinese one day how do you know you won't be chinese you can look down at your toby you can, i'll tell you i'll give you another one you know how you wouldn't have believed where we are in 2021 Right. <laughs> okay. Would you believe me right now if I told you you're gonna look out your driver's license in twenty twenty nine and you're gonna be Chinese? 
I, <laughs> I think that's likely. License. I think Except for likely. you won't have a number. You'll just you, you won't have a name. You'll just be a number. Your right. number so and so and so Chinese person. <laughs> you'll just be Chinese then by your identity and you probably I'm looking really forward to having Stockholm syndrome eventually and looking back and thinking how much better it is then and looking back on now and talk about how crappy this was <laughs> like what I mean once you become Chinese and they really do everything maybe it's gonna be great and you look back on now as those bad times yeah <laughs> you people, I can't believe I used to like being American Crazy. Uh, that, that was awesome. so crazy. I don't believe we did that. This is so much better. So much better. This, this food is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it, it doesn't seem that crazy, the end of America. That just seems like historically it's probably maybe even about time or something. Yeah. You know, like everything's kind of falling apart and it just has to re- rebuild. Yeah, but countries think, yeah. don't ever change. Like, like uh, think about Palestine and Israel. They're not going anywhere. Right. We're not go. It would just be on the shit end of the stick for 50 years. Right. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to be shittier for a long time. It'll just, things will just can be worse. They don't go, they don't go away. <laughs> it's exactly like now, only way shittier. <laughs> and that, that's what, that's how the end, that's the end of being the top superpower in the world. You just don't enjoy the privileges anymore. You still some shitty people group called America that lives there and does their stupid stuff. But can we powerful like powerful anymore. Can we like just go down to be like Canada? Like they, they seem they that'd be, be nice. fine. That would like be they nice. just do fine, but just not have to deal with any of the superpower type stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but we're America. So, you know, like when the top dog gets knocked off, everybody's glad to see him go and they kick him when they're down. Yeah. Like everybody's being nice to us now still because we make the culture and the entertainment <laughs> and the movies and the stuff. But once somebody else t- takes that from us, everybody else will kick us on the way down. Fuck. So we, we, our, only, our only hope is make great art and entertainment and lead in the creative ways. That's our only hope. It'll and probably we can come do down, it. I believe. Probably, it'll be something where the states just become their own countries or something, right? And or and then there'll be like a billionaire will just buy a whole state or something and just <laughs> make his own government and everything, and it'll be awesome or terrible. Well, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll just be something like it really – I think during this time, money-wise, financially, like the way the world stopped working, and it and it wasn't as it hasn't been as brutal or bad as I thought so far. So I don't know if, if the bad things really about to head our way, but I mean, it if you can if the world can keep going, but we're all poor mostly. Well, that means that the rich people are really rich. Like more, I I realize the the this, the wealth. Uh, discrepancy is that what is that the right word wealth gap wealth gap uh i went big i should have said the the short word um how much it really is like if if the stock market and everything crashes all this stuff elon musk is still gonna have so much power and resources like he could like he could use lose so much of his wealth and resources and still have way more than anybody so, like, if the world goes to shit, the rich people will still rise to the top, and and maybe even that's what they want a little bit. I feel like I could, I'm becoming more conspiracy theorist, but it just feels like it's just getting crazier and crazier. Like, like, like I said, I, I don't even know if money's real. That that stat that I heard that I don't know is real. I wish I could, maybe I could find it while after I say it. But that like forty percent of all printed money in the U.S. 
was printed in the last two years, like for all the money that's ever been printed the last two years, 40% of all money ever printed was in the last two years. And yeah. that doesn't seem unreal to me now. If you'd have told me that back in the early job, I was going to know what you're not going to make all that money. What do you mean? It'll be really bad. Inflation will be horrific. It'll be all this terrible stuff. And everybody goes, nah, you, nobody even really thinks about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's concerned with it. It's not a yeah. big deal. And maybe yeah. it's not. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe all the fear and worry you have inflation, depression, all this stuff. Everybody's like, eh, what if we just don't do that? But part? I mean, that's just maybe in the sixties, people say how crazy it was. Maybe they, they're like, Oh, the world's going to be so crazy. And then it just got normal again or something, or just got yeah. on with it. And if, you know, right. it, I mean, think if the pandemic was the only thing wrong and that we just got through that, like think if everything was great yeah. and then there was a pandemic and then that ended. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be where, where we are, you know. If it's only just that pesky pandemic, it seems like things right. would really be looking bright. But you don't get that feeling exactly. But it could be wrong, you know. The, the inflation thing to me, I have the have had the distinct feeling, maybe just from getting older anyway or changing the way I think about things. But, I mean, I'm not that calibrated to the dollar anymore anyway. It's already started to feel a little bit like when you go to another country and it's like, how much is that? Okay, 47 of those you know, pesos or whatever. Like you don't right. calculate the value. I'm more that way with dollars now. It's like, is that good or bad? I don't know. Is that, is that expensive <laughs> or cheap? I don't just buy it. Well, it, this, all this money stuff has really made me hate that bastard Donald Trump. It's really pissed me off because I waited to get into stocks until right when, when he left he office. Indie. <laughs> yeah. And we went through the most best stock market crypto started going up all this stuff you know everything i mean i guess some of that maybe crypto went up for a little bit for biden but now it's crashing unreal but i can't believe that i didn't just try stocks or something a little bit before that like he's the most pro business help the stock market help any all you know all that stuff and i waited till he was done until america <laughs> kicked his ass out and then i said you know what i'm gonna get on that robin hood and try investing <laughs> <laughs> you probably got on the week that the biggest week of ever for like um, new investors entering. Oh, I bet. I mean, just <laughs> that FOMO guy. That, that FOMO tears me up inside. It just makes me feel so stupid. Like I'm just like, yeah, maybe I should buy. Like that. Even just gambling. Like I was like, I should probably do this, and I just talk myself out of it. And then I have, I feel like oh, I blew it. Either way, it doesn't matter. If if I'd have won the fifty dollars, been like, it wasn't worth it. It was a hassle. Yeah. I just wouldn't have even enjoyed it. Or anything. I can't enjoy anything. I get it from my dad, but I can't really enjoy it because it doesn't seem worth or something or real. I, or something. I see it all like the Hunger Games or something, or like, uh, you know, just you have to. It's just a game, a sport. It's like a everybody. Ha it's like the lottery. Like you have to have a mass game where there's big winners and big losers for sport. Yeah. You have to have that, and so. You know, we had the lottery, which was we people would say is bad. You know, because poor people yeah. do this, and people lose their whole paycheck on a video poker machine. But I mean, we're beyond that. I think. I think now we found the crack cocaine <laughs> of, the, of the lottery. You know, Dogecoin is more than playing the lotto once a week or doing some pull tabs at the bar, right? You know? Like so. <laughs> and most of the people that are doing it have only. And think that they're brilliant. <laughs> I've only experienced a market where almost everything has gone up. Right. And the people that think I've really got the hang of this now. I'm good at are this. Are still in the time when it's only growing. 
<laughs> and they've never been right. a time when it wasn't. So they have a slight, maybe false confidence of their skills of prediction. They usually say up, and it usually goes up. So they feel like they're batting about 80%. Right. How can it – if yeah, you can bet 80%, it. then you're good. How, how good do you need to be at trade if you get 80% of the time? You're right. You think it goes up, it goes up 80% of the time. But that's I'm what I've been doing for the last two years. So, so, I mean, clearly I have a good edge. So what, what could go wrong? Are y'all down bad? Like are y'all – like because y'all are more heavily invested, both of y'all, than me. Is it like, oh, God, this hurts? Or are you just like, well, I'm just riding this wave? I mean, mine's just long-term stuff. I don't change it, so it's I no mean, matter what. So it's up from where it was. I mean, it's down from where it was a couple months ago, but way up from two years ago or three years right. ago. My my main focus has been the walls market. So walls is hurting me this week for sure. Not doing good. Well, every all the cryptos down, so walls went down. Oh, so I the route ra- the rally coin went down, right? A lot, and so walls comes down. And you can look at it just with Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything. So, yep. my uh, I was gonna pull some money this week to pay for a trip to Rome, <laughs> to pay for our our like hotel or Airbnb and all this stuff for our anniversary. I told Cat, said, "Hey, I'm gonna pull this money over. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pay for that. Uh, we'll do the rest of the stuff in the kitchen we were talking about. And then like the next day, I was like, yeah." I- <laughs> that money is worth half as much as it was gonna be <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to i gotta hold on for a little bit yeah yes or i hear orlando's nice that time of year yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. rome georgia <laughs> mine i don't even uh mine goes down matt makes fun of me for looking at it but mine mine goes down and i'm just like well so i can't that's what I'm saying. I can't relax because if it goes down, I tell myself, oh, this sucks. It's down. But then I go, ooh, maybe this is the time to buy and really go for it. You always talk the big game about, man, if you'd have gotten in or done this when it was down in March of 2020, you do it now. And I just can't decide on anything. That's what Jess, she's, she makes fun of me. She says I'm the most indecisive person she's ever met. And to a point, she's right. I can't. I just can't make the pull the trigger. And I only have buyer's remorse after I do. I mean, yeah. and it's proven that I've done bad at it. But with the Bitcoin thing, isn't it? I mean, you either think Bitcoin will just keep going up forever, like you think it's the future, right? Or you think it'll go to to what? Like nothing? Like you think it's possible it could just go all the way down? Because like today it went so far down, it would, would have been, all right, but it would have been good to buy today. And if it kept going down some more, it would have been good to just keep buying, right? Like if you think, if you think Bitcoin is worth, having like do you think do you agree with the winklevie twins you know that it'll be half a million dollars within five years like they no. say or whatever you don't no. think that okay well, I, I mean no. i i mean i think a different way than other people think i actually think in probabilities about i mean it's not going everybody else acts like well it's either going to do this or it's going to do that or something but there's just way there's a millions of possibilities, so it's relatively narrow to make any specific claim of anything that it's going to do. Yeah, and then actually act if you thought that was true. It's just there's a chance that it could do something like that, but it'd be absurd to say it will do something like that and then act as if you believe that. It's just amount of what exposure, like how confident are you of that? So there's no there's no such thing as do I think it's gonna do this or not. It's how how confident am I that it would do something 
in that like that. And so you might say I'm 60% confident that it will, you know, you can put numbers on your confidence levels of what you're claiming and then kind of make a, a plan from that. You can, you can kind of just game out the numbers of what you think is going to happen and how unlikely, like it's not for, it's going to go to like how far would they say, what's the claim? Oh, the Winkle boss. Yeah. What do they say? They say half a million Bitcoin is half a million within, I, th- I don't know what time period they say, but that's what they think it'll go to. But that is not likely, <laughs> you know, like it, it could, it's a, it's a fine prediction to make or thing to say is possible, but nobody thinks that's a 50, 50, right? Like I, I don't know. I don't 50, know how to. Well, you just start with something basic. Yeah. You could say with no knowledge, because you don't really have any knowledge of how the future is going to unfold. So let's just yeah. go with 50-50. 50-50, it goes up or down in two years, right? That You just do give that a 50-50. Now you can start adjusting for, does it reach this? Does it double in two years? Does it triple in two years? Oh, 100x in two years. I mean, the you know, are you 10% sure? Are you one, like even they can't be more than a few percent sure or uh, confidence on that prediction. They don't think yeah. it's most likely. Nobody could think such a thing. There's, you can't make a claim about what's most likely even. It's no, I know. really can't. But I'm just, I mean, it went, uh, uh, you know. I mean, nobody Bitcoin, no, know. It in a year, I know, but Bitcoin did go 10x this year in, in the last year, right? Yeah. And so for it to go 500,000, it just has to go 10 ups again. Okay. That's all. So it could. It could. But, I, but that's what I'm saying. If you but it's not likely to. I don't know. But what that's is it likely to do? That's what I'm saying. So yeah, 50 50, have, go up or down 50, is what it's likely to do. So do you buy or you don't buy? You, you don't <laughs> know. You don't know. There's nothing to but, know. But how do you know to buy? You how don't does Toby, know. That's why know. Toby is paralyzed so bad. There's a there's a trick to that. <laughs> Toby is not indecisive if he has if he knows fucking anything, he'll go for it. He can have an idea for a song based on a nothing and have complete complete ability to make critical decisions one after the other if he knows what he's fucking talking about. But when he does not know what he's talking about, somehow he can't make a decision. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course I you Chris can't. Though. You don't know anything. Well, how I'm, could you, I, you're smart to not be able to make a decision because you don't know anything. That's the right she, response. Have you heard of Sheba coin? It's toss a coin. It's a coin toss. So it's appropriate <laughs> for you to not know and be paralyzed with your decision making because you don't know anything. That's a good thing. That's you not betting on stuff you don't know. It's otherwise, just some weird coin toss game. Yeah, I'm, I, which I'm not winning at. I, I, told, <laughs> I mean, I told we'll get Devin, better at it, the game. I mean, what skills would you need to be able to predict such futures? I mean, they're not available, really. Lunsford, I, I, uh, we've been talking about putting some of, uh, like, Emory money uh, into crypto and stuff. Yeah. And the other night, uh, I saw a TikTok that said, Shiba Coin is now on Crypto.com. And I went, oh. and I immediately texted Devin and said, Devin, you have to buy <laughs> – I tried to buy it myself. I legitimately tried. It wouldn't take my cards for whatever reason. I was like, Devin, you have to buy Shiba Coin now. It's on crypto.com, which that was the very first time I'd ever been to that site. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you had to buy it now. And Devin did. He bought a a few hundred dollars worth for Emory. And it has gone so down. Yeah. Like just terribly down. (laughs) So I made a decisive decision thinking, okay, people, and now it's easy to buy. My card didn't work, but other and then nope, it just wasn't good. I now, mean, can you imagine? I mean, there's people who are currency traders 
and have been doing it for 30 years. And all they do is study the nuances of how to get a tiny edge in currency trading. And yeah. there is millions and billions of dollars in it. And some of the best minds on earth are very, very attracted, as you could imagine, to that gaining that skill they work harder at that skill than you ever have at music for instance right the people that do let's say currency trading at high levels they know stuff now imagine if you gave them a piano and said decide all the notes to play they might have a hard time making the decision then you know like they don't know how to play the piano or where they should put their fingers or if they should go up or down or make a quarter you know you know some you know stuff, but you're playing a game that other people actually know. You know, it just makes me. It's just funny to think about it in that in that way. It's like some people are struggling recording their album, but they've never been to a studio or don't know how to play music. Right. <laughs> and they think, but if I just get the hit, my friend got a hit, and his single got huge. Right. It's on the radio, so I can make it. I mean, there's only twelve notes. You know, there's only right. twelve notes. I mean, if I give them the right order, I'll have a hit song, won't I? Then I'd get rich, wouldn't I? Yes. So go ahead. Then. Put the song, put the notes in the right order, and yes, you'll get a million Spotify plays. It's go just ahead. everything is so accessible, though. You have a computer, you know what I mean, that can do everything. Your phone can do everything. You can write. You, anybody can almost write some song right now in a lyric or something like that. And, and I mean, the same way with Robin. But they Hood, have the, not a high chance of being able to earn money with it. Yeah, but th- but you don't know. That's what I'm saying. No, you Everybody, don't know. You could get that, lucky. You might make a beat on I'll your say. laptop and blow up and all, get rich. You might. All of life right now is a lottery. Anything can happen. I mean, you have a very small chance of anything amazing good happening, but you do have that chance now. Your whole yeah. life is that way. That's true. That, I, I mean, mean, there's hope. There's inspiration. There's like, in mean, a time real, when they, things look bad, there's that's a story. That's a hope. I mean, you there's can see real why. people that bought Dogecoin a long time ago and forgot about it, and just and last oh, month, tons of people, or a hundred thousand heirs now, or something like that. Yeah, there's plenty of people got rich on accident. It could have been, but Lansford. you don't want to get rich <laughs> on accident. You don't want that because you uh, get poor on accident just I, the same way. I will. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I just don't. Why do you know? It's just uh, when Doge was going nuts a few weeks ago, cat. Cassie texted me. She was at work. She was like, "Hey, did you did you have Dogecoin before?" Everybody at work's getting rich. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "You don't you don't want to know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know the truth." How much did I, you buy back? And when did you buy it? Last summer, I had three point three million Dogecoin. What made you buy it? You, it was getting popular. It was, or something? Yeah, it was like a you know, it was the way that it started trending on TikTok, like a bunch of millennials like hey this coin is uh less than a penny let's if we send it to a dollar you'll make twenty five thousand dollars if you just right. put ten dollars in right now or whatever like that and so it was just pumping and so i bought some and sold for profit like i caught caught a wave up sold it but uh and never fucked with it again because it went all the way back down to the point zero zero two three or whatever and i was like well that was a good trade and it stayed there until like in February. It was point zero zero two three or whatever it was, uh, and then it yeah went to like seventy two cents from there. You own three million. I had three point three seven million. So you had and almost two million dollars or so. I had over two. I had like two and a half million dollars worth of Doge last summer, and uh, that's crazy. yeah, it's, it's hard to think about really, but 
And I, I mean, I've been you, telling would you. Would you have sold at seventy cents? Of course. No. Oh, no. but I would have sold at. No. I would have sold There's way no. before that. I would have sold way. Be- I did. Hold on. Here's you what never gotten to seventy cents. No, but I did sell at a point where I was like, oh, I made five thousand dollars off this. Got to just get out of this, right? Right. Because this is bullshit. So I did the right thing <laughs> in a way, right? I did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm selling. It's not. At- you can't say I should have. That right. doesn't mean anything. There's no guilt. That is stupid. It's actually stupidity to think that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It is stupid to think like that because any other thing could have, every other thing could have happened too between then and now. It isn't a single decision you could have or would have made. The other reality never was accessible. You weren't going to hold it because you didn't hold it and you wouldn't have anyway and you didn't. I would that's so it's it, not yeah. that other person that would have isn't even you. Yeah, I wouldn't have held it's it. Not, it wasn't a, it wasn't actually a possibility. You did what you would do. Yeah, that's all you can do. The counterfactual, it's there's no. I mean, that is a suit. Basically, what I'm saying is that type of thinking is bad for humans in general. But that when you attach the money to it and get FOMO like that, it's really powerful. Obviously, but it's a really powerful illusion that you should not think that way you shouldn't think if i'd have just caught that pass on that football field your uncle rico yeah yeah it's yeah. uncle rico it's all it is <laughs> i mean you don't want to think that way it would have been so hard to give up but the best thing that could have happened to you would have been if like you just had forgotten somehow about it you yeah. know what i mean like and yeah. then and then you were like when it started pumping and you heard it in the news you're like wait a minute did i ever sell what did i huh? and if you found it wouldn't that just be like the most treasure right. you could ever yeah. find? I mean, you'd oh, have been my so God. Happy. Oh, that's wow. What I was thinking. Because you wish... wouldn't have had the stress of holding it through all right. the. Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine that's, that's what I'm saying. It would have been so awesome <laughs> if last summer somebody just goes, hey, just give me a certain amount of money. I'm going to invest it for you and just don't ever think about it. And then at some point, either you'll find out it's all gone. What or you fantasy want, world is that? <laughs> what is that? Because Lester just said it. If you just didn't have to think about it, like holding uh, crypto or stocks or whatever, you do have to think about it some. It has some space. Even even if you don't look at it that much or whatever, even if it goes up, it's getting more space because you're like, well, now I know that this goes up and this one didn't go up. And so am I bad at this? Am I good at I mean. What am I doing this wrong? I mean, all, it takes up all this space. Like it just, it, it's what it, I'm saying, but all that space is, is all wasted because you don't know what you're you doing. Can't anyway. help it. You can't so help you're just it, spit, That's what I'm saying. You're checking the analytics. You're looking back at the, right. like you're caught in a cycle of something you are not even really participating in. You're just, whatever's happening. You're just doing response and stimulus in a basic way. Cause you don't even know what's compelling you to buy or sell if you should you don't know what you're doing and all of your focus and attention are on it all the time and all your focus and attention are on stuff you don't even own and things you should have done in the past right and that is terrible use of all your time and all focus (laughs) and energy are in alternate previously inaccessible realities i know it's quite entertaining but it's like a mouse (laughs) hitting a bell to get the drip or something i mean i don't know right but (laughs) You know, if you think that way, you know the stupidest possible person of all time was. It didn't hold as whoever that lady was in the Bible when they said she was had nothing, but she gave the three coins. Yeah, how much do you think those fucking coins would be worth if you just oh, held them long enough? Ah. Like those three coins, the ones from the actual story in the Bible. If I had them, somebody held them at one point. 
and they didn't hold long enough. Because think of how much those be worth if you had them. That, but I, the, if you didn't have to think about it, though, there, uh, there's a couple of different guys on TikTok doing this. They gave an AI $1,000, and the AI does all the you know, investments, every single one of them. And so they've been doing it. They're trying to do it for like eight weeks to see how much money. And one guy, he's up. Both of them are overall, I think, up. And they just don't think about it. And it's funny because the AI, he said he was surprised. Like one was like a bunch of buy and sell orders. Like it did like 30 to 50 buy and sell orders. It was like really doing a bunch of different stuff. It was checking trend, all the stuff. And so overall, this week, I think it kind of went down just because the whole market went down. But overall, the AI, and that'll be just next, I guess, right? Like I don't. Can AI will be able to make everybody equal or rich or have everything? Well, like, I guess you could just put. Is that possible. <laughs> I mean, no, you... it's going to do the opposite. It's going to be rich people used to, to get richer. Obviously, right. that's what. Don't you? I mean, that's what I we've won't been have talking access. About. Yeah, right. Maybe it's that's well, a winner AI take all so situation. Well, yeah. If there was an AI technology that could day trade for you successfully, how much do you think that technology would cost? Right, you wouldn't be able to afford that. If any, right. Isn't if that I had it, it wouldn't work. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. So it can't, the, there, it'd, be, for, point. So, yeah. it'd yeah. be proprietary in some way if that were a thing. That's what the hedge funds already are. That's what they already are. That. I mean, uh, Ray Dalio's uh, hedge fund, is, you know, his whole approach was writing algorithms. But he just writes them on paper. I mean, he has all these methods and all the stuff right. they do. They track it. Algorithms, you know, been around a long time before all the stuff we have now so now it's just machine learning is kicking in with it and turbocharging it but it's all these little games they play to do faster and this is the signal for this and it's just data repeated it's not like the best people that run the hedge funds that make the most money aren't they don't have a good gut they you know it's not like the old ball coach who just pulls out we're going for it on fourth down woo bob you made the first they don't that's not how they that's not how traders no this is bullshit me and toby are like me and toby are sitting here like two dumb women just getting mansplained to (laughs) about money this is bullshit i'm just saying it's the most thing that is data driven (laughs) at the highest levels that is not it's not like somebody's just like how they wing it or something you know it's already is computer it's not fun if you're not winging it why, it's, it's not supposed to be fun. If you know everything, what's the fun in that? I want to invest in shit I don't know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, that's much more fun. It's, it's way so more fun. fun. I'm out here, man. Yeah, that's the only way I'm to get that real. I mean, yeah, you don't want to have, you know, that that's make make getting super wealthy off compound interest it ain't no fun at all. It's no that's fun what I'm saying. at all. It, how much better would it be to get rich and have to live the life and do all the work that Elon does, or Luncher's a millionaire from Dogecoin? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would actually, it'd be so much better. You talk about that being bad, and oh you get, you'll get poor. <laughs> what does it matter? It just, it's super rich or super poor ain't much different, I think. <laughs> you just get stuff somehow, right? If you're super poor, like, homeless people, they, they do get stuff i know it's not as nice as a lamborghini and all that stuff but all that stuff doesn't matter anyway everybody tells you when you're rich it's not the stuff that you own the house that you live in and everything you know it's just that maybe not to worry as much or whatever but i mean i don't know if it's that i i mean money. you I, I agree with you i'll tell you this story i was the other day i was having i don't remember what it was but i was i felt particularly stressed out and i was whatever busy day doing 
whatever I'm upset, busy about, you know, feeling like your, uh, your ice bath didn't keep you cool. It di- didn't keep it. Didn't keep it on. Now I've got to think about where we're going to live and how we're going to get this house and what my wife wants Shit. and how is it going to get this to work? And just, you know, all this, the type of stuff that you people worry about. And I went to the candy store with, with one of my kids that like we walked down to the store or whatever. Yeah. Midnight Mart. So I went down to Midnight Mart. And on the way back from Midnight Mart, I heard uh, like a, a guitar playing. And I came around the corner and I was like, I saw like, because we got some pretty bad homeless situations in Seattle. I don't know if you heard about it or not. But I've heard about it. They have. I've seen pics. Yeah. So anyway, we live in this nice neighborhood. We don't have a lot, but we have You more live now. in Chaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, we live in a, in a nice place where there's not really any of that, but it's there's more homeless people coming and stuff. So you see more. You have to check yeah. the cars more. It's it's obviously an issue. Um, and I came around and I grabbed I grabbed my daughter because I was like, oh, there's these two guys there, whatever. Stay close to me, and we, yeah. you know, as we walk away from the thing or whatever. But I walk all the way back around, so I have a really good view from the next street up, and I'm looking at him, and this guy's out there. He's got a guitar, and uh, he wasn't he wasn't really even playing the guitar, but he was talking to this other homeless guy. And I shit you not, this this homeless guy was having a direct, very present, real conversation with this other guy, and he's obviously intelligent. Like he's an intelligent, very dirty <laughs> homeless person, and he was talking his ass off to this other guy. He was just explaining stuff to him, and and so they were just sitting there, and they had a guitar. And then they had like some newspaper laid out and they had like a camping chair and they, it was on the side of the, uh, it was on the side of the convenience store in the shade over by some trees. And by the time I started walking up the hill, I was just thinking that guy's my ideal life. He's playing guitar. Right. He's talking and have shit to worry about. He's right there by the convenience store. Right. He's going to get candy and beer and he's going to be hanging out, talking to this other guy. I mean, in a engaged in a conversation, not in a hurry. Right. Not trying to get back or do anything. No problem at all. He's going to sit in a camping chair. The weather's good. He's in the shade. He's playing guitar. He's just, there's there was nothing. I, I, I 100% way would have rather had his day than mine. <laughs> no, just Sounds awesome. Absolutely would trade. Right. Would trade. And that's what he's chosen to do. And I don't, I just think that is fine. Yeah. Like, I really don't judge that I'm better off than him. I really, really suspect I might not be. I really suspect I might I, not be. I think people actually shame that lifestyle. Yeah, I think I agree. And it makes it I seem mean, like they're just terrible and awful. And but, but, I mean, like, that, like think about how just in the last I, – I couldn't tell you. Matt has always been this way, but I couldn't tell you within the last 10 years how many people say, yeah, I've, I've been showering way less. Like that, that's just so, um, so many people, yeah, I only shower once a week now. Like everybody, I mean, just like, and it used to be, you have to shower cause you'll stink and you'll be bad and dirty. Like the homeless, but you're not going to be like that. I mean, p- pull your ear and put you in that shower or whatever. I mean, it's a it, little bit of shame there. And these folks aren't all idiots with horrific no. mental problems. I mean, there's definitely lots of them with trauma and some things knocked them off the road. They were on and I, I, for sure. All that stuff. There's been abuse and everything, but I'm saying they're not like, second-class citizens and on some on some level you're right i'm jealous that, that sounds really to sit beside a gas station i mean they're out they're doing so we cool. all have i mean everybody has i mean i just don't believe that 
I just don't believe that people, a lot of other people are in really good shape either is all I'm saying in a way that people choose that kind of life. I mean, and it's a reasonable choice for who they are. I think it's quite reasonable to not want to do all the normal stuff everybody else does. I don't, I mean, it's kind of a reasonable choice, I think. Yeah. Have you seen the signs they make? My God. (laughs) Did I lose y'all? No. Matt left. Something bad him. I thought the mic went out. Um, I didn't. Matt, Lunser, did you grow up around a lot of homeless people? You were. It was. Uh, well, we Arkansas. They didn't have much. Well, in, in Atlanta, you know, when we go in to go to a Braves game or something like yeah. that, it, you know, my pa- your pa- parents would. <laughs> I don't know. You know how suburb parents are about homeless yes. people, right? Right. It's a whole the whole thing. So yeah, but Arkansas, you know, Little Rock had a few, but you know. Uh, not nothing crazy i guess so i tried to buy a guy a sandwich in downtown little rock one time he wouldn't take it and it, yeah it made me mad he wanted me to go buy him cold cuts from a deli <laughs> <laughs> he kept saying man i'm just trying to get some cold cuts and i was like man there's a sandwich shop right here i'll buy you a sandwich he's like no i need cold cuts i'm like yes. all right well then we're moving on from this right i'm offering like i don't you want food obviously and i'm offering to get some food what what's the thing here you try, you want to build your own sandwich no that's stuff? just a way He's to low make carb. it more technical so that that you that that gives you the like you already were going to give him something and then he asked for something more complicated which puts you in a position where the easiest solution is just to give him the money oh does that, does that yeah. make sense interesting like it's like oh i actually want this one over it's around the corner you want to go over there? Hey, here's the money that mm-hmm. works. That works four out of eight times. Or nice. It was, yeah, it was, I didn't give it to him. <laughs> yeah. It was funny when we were touring. Uh, I guess this is probably maybe two years in, three years in. You know, we're all Christians, and we, you know, in South Carolina. I mean, there was. A, I mean, Greer didn't have homeless people. Maybe Greenville. I didn't really see that many homeless people. Maybe in Charlotte a couple no, times. Yeah, maybe we, in Atlanta, know, Charlotte. Like that. Yeah. But uh, we got the bright idea because we, you know, you pull in behind these, uh, you know, pull into Detroit behind the whatever that club is called, and there'd just be shelter. several homeless people, the oh, shelter, God. and there'd be yeah. several no homeless bus. people there. And you go through these cities, and I was like, man, homelessness is crazy. And we started talking about it. And so we made uh, little baggies filled with like uh, some things we thought homeless people would need and want. So it had a pair of socks, had a bottle of water. Uh, I think there was like a healthy, healthier type like protein bar type thing or something like that some kind of like little bar um i think some chapstick <laughs> i thought there was one other thing there's something else right and we made like 99 of them i think our 100 it, you know, 99, we, something like that we had we, and we had them in a big box and whenever we saw homeless we thought you know because we because we said we don't feel like we should give them money because you know what they'll do with it you know, we had that in our brains back then. You don't give people money because they'll, you know, what they'll do with it. They'll buy drugs and really have a good time. And I, I don't want my money going to that. So uh, we would give them out. And, you know, you'd see uh, the guys. I remember the first time we gave them out was, behind, I think it was at the shelter. And uh, the guy, looked, you know, he was like, oh, thank thank you. He asked for money, but we handed this bag. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, I think there was a buddy with him. And we felt so good about it. We were just so, we were like, man, this is awesome. Uh, we go 
you know, like 20 minutes later, we walk around to go inside and the bags are just thrown on the ground. The socks are on the ground. <laughs> the, the bottle of water's on the ground. The only thing's gone is like the candy bar or health bar thing or whatever and everything else. I think even the chapstick was, yeah, was just laying on the ground. They just immediately littered with the stuff we bought to bless them. <laughs> now, at, the, at that same bit, here's what's funny. That same venue, y'all thought you were doing a good thing. And the, what I'm about to tell you, people will think we did a very bad thing. We paid a homeless guy to let us drag him in an inner tube on the ice behind our van. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> and he did it. Wow. He did, it. did he have but fun? He, uh, yeah, I guess, but he got $25. So who helped? Right. I say we helped. We got entertained and we helped. Mm-hmm. And you guys gave out care packages they didn't even want. Care pack- yeah, gift what, was, what was he like on the inner tube? And why'd you have an inner tube? Uh, because, uh, Are you sure it wasn't just like an old piece of cardboard and you're just trying to make might, it sound nicer? It, I don't know. At one point, we did have an inner tube that we would pull around the van and like, if there was like an icy parking lot or something, like yeah. rope. It was one of those things where like, hey, man, can we help you load? Like, you need help with your stuff? And we we're like, we yeah. really don't. But then we came up with another idea. Like, hey, tell you what, hop on this thing. Let us drag you around a little bit. That'll be fun. And we'll, we'll pay you to do that. And so that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I've told that story before and people thought that was like, the worst thing that ever heard i'm like but i don't want to say it was a transaction like in no. a way that was mutually agreed upon and pretty good i don't know 25 dollars. if he it's, had it's, some fun doing it then i think okay if he was humiliated by it or scared know. but did it for the money <laughs> like what if he you know there's it just, it just depends on certain but if he had some yeah. delight on his face at any point I would say, uh, well, okay. I don't remember that, but <laughs> it can't be more humiliating than pushing in a piece of equipment that doesn't really need help pushing in. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's all just a way, you know, I'd I mean, rather ride around on an inner tube. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, I totally think that for sure. Is, is Detroit the place where, cause there's a couple of places where uh, it, it has happened. I believe at least twice that I've heard of where a band, you know, the guy comes out and says, uh, I'm, I'm the one that parks the van. So, like, you pull up at the venue, and he comes out, acts like they know, and says, yeah. yeah, I parked the van in the back. Y'all go in here and talk to the promoter and the whatever. They say something, and then it was just somebody that took their van and drove away. Wow. You know, like, and I've heard of that happening twice. And it happened to us, at, a, at like, in a parking lot once where somebody that came up, acted like they were attending. We were in San Francisco and said, all right, it's uh, $10, something, you know, whatever. You pay the money, whatever. He, he just walked away with the $10. And we, yeah. and, we, and we had a ticket when we got back. We got a parking car. ticket for parking. <laughs> and we're like, we paid the money. And the cop we paid like, the man. Yeah. They're like, there's no yeah. man. You're paying the, the box over there. What are you, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not as bad that's as you good. hand somebody the keys to your van and all your possessions and they drive away and you get out of the car and you say, that's oh, a thanks. Good, that's a good hustle. Yeah. That's a really good hustle right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of in Indianapolis where somebody stole the catalytic converter from underneath our van, <laughs> cut it off with a torch. So we got up, we got up in the morning at the hotel, started the van and heard the loudest sound I ever heard. And it was a no exhaust system on the straight out of the bottom of the van. Cause the catalytic converter is right behind the engine. So it's right under you. It's just a straight pipe open. So he just started up and sounded like the van exploded. <laughs> and this catalytic, somebody got up there. It was like eight degrees outside in the middle of the night. Cuts the catalytic converter off to go sell it for 40 bucks or something, you know. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. Hey, the first time we ever went to New York on our very first tour that we'd booked, 
we were trying to we were staying with a friend on the Upper East Side, and we were trying to like, where are we going to park the van and trailer in the city? It was just a mess. We ended up in the Bronx, and by like a where like there's a park with basketball courts, and we found a spot, and we were like, well, I guess we could just park here and maybe come check on it. And there's all these guys playing basketball, and we were like, hey, is this like okay to park here? And they're like. Yeah, yeah, you're good to park there. Like, yeah, we're staying in the city. We just, we don't know where to park. We can't fit anywhere. Like, oh yeah, 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 you're totally good. Just yeah, you're good. Like, yeah, street signs are like you don't have to worry about. It. You don't even have to move it or anything. We're like, all right. Went back two days later. Everything out of that. Like, they took the CD player. Like, every they broke in whatever was there. They took. And I was like, wow, that's like a real dumb Southerner. Like, yeah. go to the Bronx and like, you know. Hey, is this good? And they're like, yep, yeah, go. You're all good. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. <laughs> they didn't steal the van. It was like kind of nice. It was like, all right, well, they didn't take all our, you know, they didn't take the van and trailer. They just, it's like a tax, kind of <laughs> like a stupidity tax or yeah. something. <laughs> Devin's car got stolen when we first moved to Seattle, like pretty early on. Like we got, a, like he got a job at the mall and from the mall parking lot, his car got stolen, which was, I mean, really foreign. For, for uh, like you know, we had just come from South Carolina to the city, which we thought was super intimidating, and then Devin's car got stolen. I just, I mean, it was like they found it, yeah, and it was just like it was so. It was like this, this place is so bad. It made it mom made, really want to think he has to come home. Yeah, he, it was it one of those moments really where like, what place. are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Devin's car got stolen. We just work at the mall, and you know what, he, what his job was at the mall. What? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Devin's job at the mall was he worked at a kiosk for the aqua massage. Yeah. <laughs> so people walk by, he say, hey, it's a massage today, and you lay down in this thing. It's like a water massager, uh-huh. and you get like twenty minutes in at the mall. And he that Devin, and he did really well because he has a nice smile and he's quite engaging and southern guy. But he had a kiosk <laughs> and the aqua massage. His car got stolen, and I, and then we would go practice at night in a storage unit that was really really terrible not like a real practice space or anything. And we were living all crammed in some apartment that was $650 a month, you know, or something. It wasn't like 1100 It was very cheap. I think it was like seven. It was something. It wasn't that much. It was like $1,000 a month I went up for a two-bedroom apartment. And that was it, you know. that was. <laughs> but his car got stolen. They recovered it. And then whoever it was, like, left some clothes and stuff. in. Like, it had the shirts, like these weird shirts. Like, yeah. Like, uh silk shirts in it or something that had like Asian writing or some weird flames on it it's on some clothes that whoever stole it and rode around in it had and then you Devin you always had that car after that and he's like but for there was at least one day every time you ride in that car you think who were the people that rode around and stole this rode around in it wore those shirts had that you know had the car for a day funny thing is they stole Devin's radio out of his car yeah the radio was gone and that's when Devin uh, was kind of seeing this lady. And I think she installed for Devin's birthday or something. That's how Devin got. Remember, she <laughs> yeah. installed she installed a stereo. Yeah, yeah. She was like a mechanic, like good. Uh, this, it was it was a weird that they were together. They weren't they didn't match. It they wasn't look, the typical Devin yeah, girl. It, it was yeah, more of a, a, it she was like, like a hardcore chick. Yeah. Like she was like a tatted up like straight edge and like hardcore kind of chick that but was uh, still in Devin's attractiveness yeah 
world. Like it was a weird combination where it was like this tough hardcore girl that was also a girl that Devin was interested in dating or whatever. And she's and she was way more into Devin than he was into her though, still. Yeah. And uh to you know, she was trying really hard with Devin. She was just like really kind of had fallen for him but one thing she did was install a cd player in his car as a surprise she did it perfectly like <laughs> yeah. mounted it and yeah. everything i mean she knew exactly what she was doing it was yeah. awesome but like very wow. soon after that Devin broke up with her it was that it was that weird thing like Devin, we always say this but he was the golden child like he was the one that always looked the best like i mean josh is a good looking dude but Devin has just some kind of like approachability or something. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. That's probably part of it. He's not scary to women either. Right. He's obviously and, hot and strong and got a great yes. smile, but he's also not threatening. So, right. he's, sa- he's safe and he's, he's still yeah. a hot man to them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like throbbing chest. Yeah, and, and, and he's not, not, you know what I mean? He's not dirty or yeah. anything like that. It's not like you get, you get something serious, a hunk of meat, man. <laughs> and, you know, but uh, it was so, I get, it was so funny because it was like she, saw Devin like I see I saw girls or something like it was it's for not I saw that like she it was like a little bit like she realized he wasn't in her league or something like that's why yeah. she she projected it or whatever and so she was doing everything she could and I knew that uh, like I knew everybody all of us our whole band knew that wasn't gonna be there was nothing there they Devin just saw I mean they didn't do anything they just went out a couple of times Devin thought it was fun or whatever but I knew it wasn't going to become a real thing and she wanted it to, and she was doing all that. I was like, man, that is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Devin has always just since, I mean, all, I mean, I've known Devin since we were six and it's just always been the exact same with girls and him. It's just no matter yeah. what the pretty girls that are pretty in the normal way, we just think pretty girl, they like Devin always just in every situation, middle school, elementary school, college, being yep. a band, local band, big band, it's the same. Every time you get in a situation, it's mixed. It's like, well, that's just it, – it just I've watched it happen a thousand times. <laughs> like you get in the presence where there's women around or whatever, and it just it just happens like naturally. Like the, the most typical attractive female will become <laughs> – just in whatever the situation is it's crazy you think if we had to rank our band how do you rank attractive to the okay we're on stage and there's a you know everybody's screaming at us who is is it josh now because you know devin's a little older a little bigger maybe well, josh is in the like game a, so that's, yeah, that's what i'm saying so, but I mean, in our band, is Josh number one because of that? Yeah, oh, I mean, he's, he's in the game, and, and yeah, yeah. And and if you're in the environment of rock concert, then Josh is more what you'd right. be looking for anyway. You want a Rob Zombie in that and situation. Then is Dave second now because he's the youngest, still, you know, has long hair now and he's lean and funny. Yeah. But outside of rock band, Devin Josh needs to be dancing on stage with all the stuff and the hair and the crazy clothes that he buys. Josh needs Josh has all that stuff. If you take Devin and put him in in a polo shirt in an insurance office tomorrow, he'll dominate. (laughs) (laughs) First day on the job, it's like he's a new guy, Devin. He's a trainee. He'll he'll be fine. Josh has everything to and is single and all everything. But no, Devin, you just put him in. 
what you just answered. <laughs> Devin's plug and play. <laughs> yeah, he's plug and play, right. The fact he's in a band, I mean, it helps, I'm sure, but it's not, yeah. it just doesn't matter, unnecessary. It's the same if he just a goes bonus. to, if he goes to Cole's shopping, he'll also be fine. And and oh, uh, and, and he can sing. Yeah, and he can oh, sing. Oh Whoa. my god, can you hear him play the guitar? Sing a song. <laughs> yeah, sing a song for me. You yeah, imagine so, Devin sings a song for you perfectly. To <laughs> you, of course, it melts your heart. Yeah, of course, dude. Right. Falsetto. Oh, just killing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess he could have used that as much as he wanted. I, I, that's what's so funny. I mean, he didn't. He was a good dude. He is a good guy. All the like, girls at my high school liked him. And yeah. then it became evident to me that my grandmother was sexually attracted to him. <laughs> and that's when I knew at that point it was never, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he just has that. I mean, he just won some lottery. Right? I mean, in, in life. I'm yep. telling you, everything now, I see it more and more. My dad has, has played the lottery for years. And he just talks about it and thinks about it. Now I just think everything has become the lottery. Devin just won the lottery with some genetics. And that yep. happens across the board for all humans. All humans can win the lottery just because th- your two parents hooked up and it made you look good. Well, no, there is no joke about what I'm going to say next, and that is to be Devin and actually not let that screw you up and be what the way he actually acts. And that is nobody. That's that's the that's the thing that's more rare. Yeah. To 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 be have Devin's situation and gifts and also for him to be to to not let that screw him up is i think even more remarkable uh, you know to his testament that he's a normal grounded person that doesn't do shitty things you, you know it doesn't he doesn't know. become super entitled well I mean, I mean i know of yet you know but he didn't become super overly privileged by in a way that he treats people bad like most people are that good looking probably do yeah. <laughs> Yeah, male or uh, female, they usually don't. I mean, that usually doesn't improve their personality. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's not. It's not impressive that he could have slayed pussy. It's impressive that he chose he, not that, to. that he didn't <laughs> and doesn't. You know, it's like Christ-like qualities, right? Exactly. Slay, I mean, pu- it, slay pussy. Yeah. What <laughs> that term? I love when people but I mean, some that. people would say there's probably another school of thought that, that there's probably people that say what a waste. How pathetic! Oh, yeah. Like uh, there's a yeah. there's a macho point of view that would say differently. Like, what a loser! <laughs> Devin got the looks. Uh, you're right. Looks will mess you up. Money yeah. messes you up. Yeah. I mean, it's, bad stuff. It, isn't it shocking? All these new allegations about Bill Gates. Why didn't anybody? Shocking. think never being smart it. messes you up. Why didn't anybody think that? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, money, intelligence, and looks will screw you up so bad. I mean, they will. You just want a certain amount of those things you can handle. You don't really want to be extreme, I don't think, on those things. I don't think you benefit by being extremely good-looking, extremely wealthy, or extremely intelligent. I think think Bill Gates might might be going to get in trouble. And here's why I say that. If if he just left well enough alone, he's trying to do all this philanthropy and trying to save the world. So that just, I think that people start going, start not Mm -hmm. trusting you or something. When you try to be such a good person, your persona and stuff. So I think if he did do some bad stuff, I don't know if he did or not, but if he did do some bad stuff, they're going to, people 
deep down inside want to go after him harder or something like that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like other billionaires, you don't hear what you know they 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 fuck around a little bit and make you go, oh yeah, they're like the owner of the Patriots gets called at a massage parlor with a happy you know, like like I think he did that just to throw you off the trail. That yeah, maybe yeah, way worse than that. That just makes me <laughs> oh he's stupid. He got called at a massage, but he might be just. Uh, but Bill Gates trying to say he's doing all this great stuff even if he is doing the great stuff seems a little too pretentious and you kind of want that person to fall so i'm not saying i mean if he did do something i think they just would treat him harder yeah i mean the, 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 the divorce stuff makes it a little bit it's not like they you wouldn't think that they had a normal marriage and then it's like oh we not get long and he did had an indiscretion so we'll get divorced you know, a power couple that powerful, I mean, they're bound together unless they really don't want to be together. Like if it's right. not. And so it's not likely that that's very mutual. So she has the need or strong desire to be, uh, you know, she, she may have some reason to want to get distance from him. Yeah, right. that, that that's a that is plausible, obviously. Yeah. That and then to, and then it is plausible also that the things that are coming out are uh, hiding in plain sight type things that aren't that are just yeah it seems like the reason you know that, that you could see that if she was trying to distance herself from something that she was culpable in from any previous time this would be a smart move on her part right like what if they were both super evil together for twenty years. And she thought it was the jig was going to come up at some point. Then this would be her play. This is what it would look like. Because she wouldn't say, because he did all this bad stuff 20 years ago. She wouldn't say that. Right. She'd say, uh, yeah, I slept with a secretary. And I want to move on, you know. So who knows what what, what it could be. I mean, I get, is he so rich that he could never really get in trouble or he could? I mean, Bill Cosby's unbelievable. Wasn't Bill Cosby close to a billionaire? I mean, he's, he's very rich. He's extremely rich. and He's he was rich, prison. not powerful. That You know, Cosby wasn't powerful, right? Yeah. yeah. In a way, Bill Gates is very powerful. Yeah, Bill Gates has a ton of projects that he cares deeply about the outcomes of. Right. Right? Like, Bill Cosby's just whatever but bill gates is very active and what he does matters a ton in many ways and many things so for him to you know to have something really bad happen to him would affect many many things yeah that that matter to many many people for many many reasons more than his feelings or whatever his reputation you know he's he's a mover and a shaker that it matters what happens to him to everybody, good or bad. Yeah. That you know, like he, what happens to him kind of matters to us all. I mean, I, just how's his I, marriage? I mean, it's like the Chappelle joke, right? The he rapes, but he saves, and he yeah. saves more than he rapes, yeah, right? right? Yeah, that really applies to a lot of a lot of people. I think so. I, I've been thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking more and more lately that the Epstein thing isn't over, and that I mean, it just seems like too many people involved, and there will be somebody that does like just blows the lid off the thing. I just think that might be coming. Maybe like yeah. it, like it just kind of went went away. There's just too many. Like I mean, if there, what about the the teenage underage girls that were there? Did did they murder them all? <laughs> I, mean, I mean and if not they're out there and they have some real stories there's there's, there's somebody out there besides what's her what's his girlfriend jizzling uh 
Jizzy, what Jiz? Giselle, Jiz, Jizine, something, Jizzeline, something, Gasoline Maxwell, that's her name. Gasoline, Gasol, Gethsemane, but there's Maxwell, Gestapo Maxwell. was his girlfriend. I would find out it's just Grace. Something simple. But there's more people than her that know. Stuff. Yeah, but think if you're one of those girls and you see what they did to him, like, what are they going to do to you, right? Yeah, but I mean, what if you're that, just, what if you're a crack addict now because of the abuse you got and all this stuff, and you got nothing to live for anyway? You're like, well, shit, maybe I can make a uh, some free crack off this at least. Or something. <laughs> I mean, like, there's somebody out there that wants to talk. I mean, I think it's something's going to come around. What it'll be unbelievable if it does. What if it's like lots of famous people and it, and it's like real they they do i mean between epstein and and weinstein i mean it gets very close to people that you would never could imagine you, you wouldn't have previously imagined but it's not quite you know it's not quite anything crazy but it, you could see how it could be that you could say like it really could be like that kind of yeah. stuff has to exist and can be exposed but i don't know i mean i I try to I, I try to gauge it when I think about all right how does this in my own life pe- people think about uh, bands like oh they toured together they must know you know they really must know each other really well but think about all the bands you've toured with and if something came out real bad about one of those band members like well you toured with them for three months you didn't know and yeah. you would be like no I really didn't but so there how much of that type of implication is even on anybody that was ever hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. No, it could be that. It seems that there are tons of people who took funding from him that that uh, you don't think they probably did anything wrong. Yeah, that's what's so crazy about it is he went and funded so many projects to because, I mean, he was involved in funding a lot of stuff because I guess because it makes it all complicated and the influence and stuff like that. But I think he would fund stuff and then try to influence certain as many people as he could but step one of that starts with funding and then there's certain people you can influence certain people you can't based on if they're susceptible i guess so some people probably just took funding and thought he was weird and nothing ever happened but they're on that list i mean you know like you there's people that you really don't think did anything wrong but they're on the list of well epstein gave them money so that's that think about how sucky that would be what are you going to tell people? Yeah, but I really didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, because I, mean, I mean, he was super connected to real science all over the place, real science for a long time. It'd be different too if if I was hanging out with a band and they took me to a like a rape island where, or, or an, an island where they like all these old men started like doing terrible stuff. I mean, that would be. I don't think I. I I don't think I would. I would remember I, that band. I wouldn't want to tour with them ever again. I wanted to turn them in to the authorities. I just, I just. I mean, it seems a little bizarre. Like uh, Bill Clinton on on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, plane a bunch, like a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah they're buddies, good. and and yeah. you know a little bit at that yeah. point. And, I right. Mean, Bill, yeah. Bill for, Gates, uh, Bill, that's what I'm saying. Those guys. I mean, Bill Clinton. Bill Gates cares about his image so much. He, he, you know, I mean, Bill Gates finds out about other people. He, he would hang out with you don't think out of his reach he couldn't figure out that jeffrey epstein had some bad shit going down i mean like like 
I Bill agree. Gates cares who he's seen with. I promise I you that. He, he would be aware if he was going to be in a room with Tim Cook, and he knows everything about Tim Cook. And I, was, I just think he – these. I think there just could be something that comes out that's really bad. Like, I mean, for the amount of famous people that it could be. I mean, it might be really like, oh, my God. But wouldn't that be insane? If, what if it was like 10 extremely famous actors and act, actresses? Yeah, like Leo. Like, what if yeah, Leo? Like, yeah. Yeah, and Brad Pitt or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, imagine, I mean, what if you never got to see a Brad Pitt movie? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's the thing that you hear. I, I believe in justice, but I don't want that. to see a movie. Keep it a secret. <laughs> Keep it a secret. I don't want to lose him. <laughs> Just keep it. I mean, it could be. Who would it be? If you had to guess a famous actor or actress that you think like, okay, they probably did something bad. I mean, wouldn't you think somebody like Johnny Depp was high and drunk and he got into something wrong that he didn't or something, you know, I'm like somebody well, Johnny Depp's already kind of been exposed for his misdeeds and they're not that extreme on that same scale. Yeah. So maybe that makes him less likely. Um, maybe be somebody you would not expect, you know, like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she did some real bad stuff i mean real bad with children yeah <laughs> wait weren't people saying that about christy teigen like really? somebody tried yeah like people were trying to spread stuff saying that christy teigen's a pedophile <laughs> she uh she, she, she had old old tweets or something about her being a pedophile you yeah, know something crazy real bad i think it is betty white Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Just I mean, you will not believe evil. It. Yeah. One of the, most, of the most horrific yeah, yeah. people to ever live. Yeah. Her and Alan Alan Thick. Well, he was a creep because he was a therapist, you know. Yeah. Anyway, he people lay down on his weird couch in his front room of his house. I believe it. He probably is a creep. <laughs> probably traumatized Kirk Cameron. That's why he's so weird. You know how, how he died, Alan Thick? It was sad. He was playing basketball, I think, even with his son. They were just playing basketball. And he was like, ah, my chest's hurting a little bit, but uh, I'll be all right. And he kept playing. And then they were like, no, you, there's something bad that's going on. Let's, they called the ambulance. And they said even as they were putting him in the ambulance, he was making jokes or something and cutting up and had everybody laughing. He was totally chill. And he died like just a few minutes later. Wow. That's what the pedophile deserves. He's not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Could be. Do Dogecoin the, could go to the moon. Can you sing the Growing Pains theme song that he wrote? Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote that? Yes. The acapella version is so good. Show me that smile. Look. Show me that smile. <laughs> Don't waste another minute on your time. Yeah. We're nowhere near, we're nowhere near. The best is ready to begin. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That music almost doesn't even seem real now. It's funny, funny music. I mean, it's just, that. The, yeah. I mean, it, it served a total purpose. And it, I mean, it was the hook to get, yeah. get you in there. And I mean, it just, it's. Well, and it's felt like, and there were comedy shows like Cheers had like a heartfelt song, right? Yeah. And you're like, these are sitcoms. You're like, yeah. well, but we need a kind of a get people ready to be happier. I, I don't really understand until yeah. Seinfeld. And then Seinfeld came along, which like, 
no. Yeah. You know. Broke the That's container. funny. It's funny too, because like those were all they were short like a sitcom. A lot of the songs, it was just a bunch of information really put together concisely to capture the idea of what the show was. And I like that. And then uh now they don't a lot of shows, I don't even watch sitcoms. I don't even know what a sitcom is anymore. They didn't even it's just almost Big make Bang s- Theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx is doing one. It's not. I tried watching it because I love Jamie Foxx. I love it, and I think it's cool that he's doing it, but it's just like a sitcom from the 90s or something. It's just him and his daughter or something like that. But uh, the thing that bothers me the most is when, like, the HBO long. But if they're intros. good, though. But, like, uh, like the, Game of Thrones. People Game of like Thrones. That. I could ne- I always had to scoot through that one. I could never watch it. I was like, what? Westworld. The Westworld is good. Succession. That's good music. That's I know. Good every, music. I love every I love every one Succession of those. I think they I think that H uh, uh, True Detective. I mean HBO's theme music is destroys. Too long. It is oh. it is every every good show. They all have t- 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 absolutely terrific music i I'll, curb your enthusiasm is real yeah I mean, that's legitimate like it really is strong it fits i think hbo destroys theme music you know overall it's but good. but they go all out on it you know they put make a lot i guess oh, sopranos oh my when gosh. i first started when watching sopranos, sopranos rolling, oh my gosh i didn't like it at first but then like i got like 10 episodes in and i realized i was yes. like oh fuck yeah we're getting ready for some fucking yes. sopranos right now yes they, they they do the best job of tuning you up for to get you in the zone of what to consume but think about true detective or you know oh yeah i mean the, game of thrones what if they had uh what if game of thrones had a bad theme song though like maybe it's long but what if yeah but bad? you have to have the whole long thing that every single episode i get it i mean you get one hour a week where you sit down and you're Ugh. waiting on it and you get the popcorn and you, and you wait until sunday night to watch it and everybody just watch it like you know i don't know we don't I have that right you know it. that's one of the not we're not in a hurry to rush that one hour a week when we're that tuned in if you're binging you, them all maybe skip you know we've been watching a uh, mayor of east town with kate winslet it's so real good. good but we it's so fun we haven't been waiting to watch like we're like nine o'clock sunday nights yeah. like it's the first appointment television i've done in probably a decade i and don't he, see me and Cassie you... look forward to it all week we're like oh yeah. tonight's our show yeah. and it's yeah. like a th- doing that it's like some sort of throwback experience we sit down like hey get in here come on it's coming on right. you better <laughs> you better sit down i'm not pausing it it, it really does matter knowing other people are, are sharing it outside of just you. Like, I mean, yes. we're headed to a future where everything is just a, a meditation app and personal music program for your own freaking neural setup. So you won't be as connected to what everybody's watching. So yeah, to, you know, every, the whole country or people like you watching a show at the same time as you waiting on it, that's, you know, that's a thing we'll miss, I think. It's fine. It's like a live experience in a way, right? Yes. It's, yeah, it it's is. like watching something live. Everybody's finding out what happens at the same time. It gives just, it a lot more meaning. I just sure. love Kate Winslet so much, too. She's just my absolute favorite. It's oh, so I don't good. see how you can watch a pedophile like that, though. <laughs> She's a horrible pedophile. You didn't know? You can't watch that. Give her money. Oh, All right. Let's have-